0: the ball is still rolling 25 episodes down now let's get into some news let's hop straight into it we've got the spurs so no one really knows what the spurs are doing they went off had this huge amazon uh, documentary and then they built a new brand new stadium and they bring in jose Mourinho. but they haven't been winning enough games i think they were top of the table at like uh during christmas or something right Oh, those Spurs fans were excited back uh, in 2020. They, they thought they were going to finally see their first trophy. We even had a couple of episodes about the Spurs uh, during that time. I won't lie, I was on the bandwagon too. But, you know, the season went on and things went left. And Jose Mourinho was fired. Right now, uh, they're looking for a new manager. Currently, Ryan Mason is the caretaker manager. 28 years old, uh, youngest manager currently in the Premier League. And they were eyeing Julian Nagelsmann from Leipzig, but obviously he went over to Bayern. It's good to see Bayern. Don't blame him. Hey, Bayern loves to poach within their own country and getting the best from whatever they can grab. So um, Bayern snagged him up, and the current Bayern coach is going over to coach the German national team. And now the second favorite to get the Tottenham job is Brendan Rodgers, currently with Leicester City. After the game, they caught up with Brendan Rodgers, And I think it was Crystal Palace they played this past weekend. And we're kind of getting a feel for him, seeing what he'll say, if uh, maybe he's thinking about moving over. And he goes, uh, this is quote, I'm at a world-class training facility. The project we're in here, we still want to develop. We still have a lot of work to do here. I have a great connection with the players and the board, and we have plans to keep progressing. You think Brandon Rogers should hop over and hop ship
1: If I was him, I'd stay right where he is. Second place in the Premier League, consistently up there. And that doesn't have to do with that London media.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, Tottenham was uh, one of the six Premier League teams to, uh, I guess, elect to join the Super League and then backed out. And after that, there's been some talks about uh, ownership changes, mostly for the arsenals and the man U's for the uh, American-owned clubs there. And what is this I hear? Spotify is getting in the game?
1: Spotify, yes. The balls listeners must be familiar with Spotify. They're probably listening to this right now on the app.
0: Thank you, Spotify, for hosting the podcast. Yeah,
1: shout out Spotify. But now they're they're trying to make a move into into the Premier League. Um, Spotify's owner um, is currently open and very interested in purchasing none other than Arsenal Football Club.
0: Now what you know how much the team, the people in to sell for, is like three billion, two billion.
1: Yeah, I think the current owners of Arsenal are not. They're claiming not to be open to sale. You know, the club's currently valued at around two million pounds, mm-hmm. but I think the asking price is much closer to three. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, it's particularly interesting is Spotify's uh, owner has some Arsenal legends backing him on this purchase of the club.
0: Right. Names like uh, Thierry Henry popped up there, Dennis Bergkamp. Patrick Vieira. Patrick Vieira, legend, legend. So that that has some pretty good backing if it goes yeah, all the way up.
1: I'm sure the Arsenal fans would love to hear that.
0: But ho- homegrown and here he was an a Arsenal fan growing up. So Yeah, Swedish born
1: but Arsenal fan. But I think the money is the thing that's going to trip him up. You know, currently Spotify's owner is worth $4.5 billion, which phew, that's much more than the average guy. Um, but looking at the current ownership, Crunky um, the current Arsenal owner, his net worth is at 8.2, nearly double that of Spotify's. Ooh. And just to add to it, his wife is the heir to the Walmart fortune, and her net worth is up at 8.9 Man. billion dollars.
0: I'm sure they have some great vacations. And unlimited supplies at Walmart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, um, this is all coming because of the Super League, right? Um, fans are not happy. Their last game, Arsenal had about 3,000 fans outside protesting, asking for an ownership change. Now, this is some of the fallout of the Super League. And um, where's, where are we at with that? Do you, do you know if there's a still any talks?
1: I think Florentino Perez is just pacing his room, waiting for something to happen. You know, he keeps making these claims that the Super League it, or, some, or some variation of it is still going to happen. He seems very confident, but right now only two of the 12 clubs who originally committed are still um, on his side one being his own Real Madrid.
0: Now, two of those sides were facing each other today and it was Madrid versus Chelsea Champions League semifinals. Uh, there was a little bit of talk um, in the Madrid end about the referee. Uh, we were uh, Madrid fans, including me, were thinking maybe he will be a bit biased since uh, maybe UEFA was trying to punish Fiorentino here. But it turns out that wasn't the case. Um, we did get three or four yellow cards compared to Chelsea's just this one. So uh, maybe maybe there's some merit to that to that argument. Um, Looking at the highlights, I think each and every one of those were warranted. They were fine. They were <laughs> fine. They stopped the they stopped the attack. They did what they needed to do. Now this game. Chelsea came out pretty strong. Uh, For a second, I thought this game was being played in uh, London. I thought this was Stanford Bridge. And uh, it took about maybe 25-30 minutes for Madrid to get their head in the game. But Pulisic put one in early. Um, Werner missed a sitter about the ninth minute. And his finishing has got to get better, especially in this games And this is the semifinals of the Champions League. Players like Karim Benzema, uh, Mbappe tomorrow, and Neymar, I'm sure once they get in front of goal, they're definitely going to focus up and uh, put some in. Now, yeah, any players to watch in, in this game that you felt performed well?
1: Yeah, I just want to second your comment on Werner. You know, that sitter was there for the taking. An excellent header over by Pulisic, and Courtois made an excellent save, but he needs to step up. But in terms of players that performed well, we're going back to Christian Pulisic. He made a number of runs, dribbling past uh, the Real Madrid players. Um, His goal was excellent. Ball over the top, patience, composure, dribbled around Courtois, and found an open in the net.
0: He was excellent. He actually had the... So he has the highest in-game score, but uh, Kante was the UEFA Champions League player of the game. And uh, he had a, Kante had a great game. He was breaking up the attack. He was very pesky in the middle there. Uh, usually we try to control the game uh, through Cruz, Casemiro, Modric, and uh, Kante was playing for two in the middle there. So that number six insurance is prime when we talk about Kante. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow... We've got PSG and Man City. I have to say I'm excited about this game. Um, I feel like it's more... It feels better to watch when you're neutral than it is when your team is playing. Because it's a bit too much stress for me. I'll be honest. It's a little bit too much stress for me, but tomorrow we've got Mbappe, De Bruyne, Neymar. We've got Sterling. I mean, head coaches. We've got Pep. We've got Pochettino. What more can you ask for in a game like this? I think... Uh, both teams are gonna come out strong. I can I can see uh, this is a game that Ande Herrera probably would uh, maybe get a start, maybe break up some of what uh, Pep is thinking with De Bruyne in the middle there, and and Gundogan. They love to uh, play the ball around. But I'm going with PSG. I've got PSG. I've got P- PSG two one tomorrow. I think I think I don't think Stones and um, Laporte are gonna be able to keep a clean sheet against Mbappe and Neymar I mean judging from Neymar's comeback last game my goodness uh I don't think they're gonna keep that clean sheet
1: no it's gonna be tough I I, I see Man City controlling the game you know I think Pep's gonna come with a strong game plan they're gonna dominate the ball but you look at the Mbappe's of the world you look at Neymar Di Maria coming in behind that's a, that's they have the star power to make something happen out of nothing that said i i am gonna favor of the Premier league side i'm i'm going man city um, two to one i don't think uh City's city going to keep the clean sheet but i do think they're going to come out with the w
0: you're going city two to one who do you think is going to put the the two in you think uh jesus is going to have a brace I, I've, I've never rated jesus that high yeah. that said yeah
1: they can come from anyone from man city you know they're gonna control the ball I like to see I want to see De Bruyne going to come in and make a difference, but I think it's Sterling's going to get on the back
0: end. Sterling, okay. Uh, I'll be watching. I'll be watching for sure. Now, let's uh, go domestic here and take a look at what happened over this past weekend. So, relatively quiet and relatively at the same time there were same time there were a couple loud uh, results. Uh, Liverpool 1-1 Newcastle. Uh, and I think I heard that Liverpool had more shots in their um or had less shots in the 7-0 game that you guys won compared to this game and you only scored one goal you had Jota out there you had Sane oh sorry you had Jota you had uh Mane and Firmino and you even had Mo Salah out there what happened it's you guys just don't seem to get the ball in the net.
1: Yeah, disappointing is an understatement when we're talking about that result for Liverpool. I don't have much to say. You know, coming up in these last five games, they still are in place to earn a Champions League spot, but they, they need to start stepping up.
0: We've got West Ham, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea won 1-0. West Ham picked up the red card. It's a massive result. Oh, yeah. Sheffield United, Brighton. Uh, Sheffield, 1-0. And they're still getting relegated, but they got to win. You know, there's <laughs> points are points, you know.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It doesn't matter, but good for them. Good for them.
0: <laughs> good for you, Sheffield. Good for you. And then Sunday, we've got Wolves Burnley. 4 nil Wolves. Rahul Jimenez's stock is just Increasing like mad. Watching the, when I watch this uh, Wolves team play without him, I mean, my goodness, these guys, they can't score a goal to save their lives—a single goal against Burnley. And Wood had a hat trick in that game. Um, he's been in great form uh, the last couple of weeks. But where do you see this game, this team going?
1: Well, you, you mentioned the lack of goal scoring. If you're getting put four on you by Burnley, I think there might be an issue on the other side of the ball too. Um, it's some changes have to be made. That's, that's without question.
0: Let's see. Let's see what happens. Maybe they have to break up that uh, Portuguese party they've got going on over there. Leeds, Manchester United, nil-nil. A couple missed chances from uh, Marcus Rashford and Greenwood, but um, one point. Fest. Yeah, one point. And United is sitting comfortably on that second spot, so um, not too much to worry about here. And then Aston Villa, West Brom, two-two. Uh, tying it out and looking now at the table as we mentioned Sheffield is officially uh, relegated and City is still coasting 77 points up there uh, United close behind the 67 and some eye catchers in the in, out of the Champions League If the season ended today would be Arsenal Everton Tottenham and Liverpool and um, this is going to set up for a great game this weekend because Liverpool need to get a result against United.
1: Yes, they do. If if they want any hopes of securing a Champions League spot, uh, they need a win this weekend against United. Um, you know, I, I'm st- I'm sticking with my team, uh, and I'm, I'm actually going to
0: put some money down on this one. You're going to put some money down on this one? Okay.
1: You know, the odds there. Liverpool is a light light favorite over Man United. Really? They're very light. Yeah, I think it's a plus 155 odds.
0: Okay. Um, I might have to put a bet in on this one, too. I won't say which way I'm going, though.
1: Yeah, fair enough. But, you know, like we mentioned, Manchester United, they have much less to play for at this point. They've all but secured their Champions League spot. And Liverpool is going to... I can't say gonna at this point, but they they, they yeah. better uh, step it up after that Newcastle result.
0: Well, City's locked in. They're going to take the chip. But let's... Uh, top 4 race, or top, or bottom 3 is gonna be pretty interesting and currently Fulham and West Brom are in those relegation spots, so it looks like it might stay that way, honestly um, let's keep a close eye on that and Watford is coming back to the Premier League, they won the championship, so that's a nice little $400 million stimulus they're gonna get, and uh, good for them, good for them, I think they only spent one season in the championship and they're right back, so just believe I guess. Good for
1: them. Good for them.
0: Let's hop into the Rider's Corner. So uh, this week, the Rider's Corner, we're gonna uh, cover a article by Jory Derusso from The Athletic, and it's dealing with football's hidden links to Bitcoin game bitcoin gambling. So there's this company called Sports Best Sports Bets IO and they paid for a advertisement to show up during the Southampton and Arsenal games. So, you know when you're watching the game and you see on the side billboards going back and forth and um, their bid, their billboard reads HODL H O D L exclamation mark, right? People are probably thinking, "What is that?" I was thinking the same thing. So, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, their main thing is cryptocurrency and using crypto Uh, when you're betting online so they paid uh, Southampton 7 million to be on their shirts next season and their website allows cryptocurrency as a form of payment when you want to make bets but all UK bookies um, don't accept it, it's actually not allowed in the UK to use uh, bitcoin or any other crypto as a form of of money when you want to make bets mostly because they have uh, fear that it it's hard to find out where the money's coming from, right? Um, maybe some money laundering might be going on and you'd, and you'd never know. So, uh, sports bets wants actually the attention of the Chinese audience, right? Uh, China has really strict gambling restrictions and um, even tighter restrictions when it comes to online gambling. And if you're in a market like that, let's say you're in China and the government is watching over you and, you know, watching closely at your bank account, you can easily maybe throw some crypto betting in there and lay low. It'll stay under the radar. So, a little bit on Southampton's deal. Southampton actually included the option to get paid by Bitcoin at the end of the season. So, um, it's a pretty good investment, I think, if, if you hold on to that bit If Southampton holds on to that Bitcoin and it raises in value, they're basically, you know, making even more money from that deal. So uh, back on the advertisement, that HODL, it actually encouraging people to hold the cryptocurrency instead of uh, selling the cryptocurrency, right? So it was intentionally misspelled. Um, So it's encouraging people to hold the Bitcoin, right? And uh, so that the value increases and there's no crash. And they want to take this thing to the moon. Right, They want to take this Bitcoin thing all the way to the moon. So, uh, sportsbet.io, they have a website. If you're in the UK, it redirects you to another website. right? Because obviously the UK doesn't allow for uh, cryptocurrency when you're making bets. So, the non-UK version is littered with cryptocurrency and how... To move your money in and out and how to bet using crypto. But the UK site actually redirects you to sportsbet.uk and it's ran by LGP Europe based in the Isle of Man. But it's ran in the Caribbeans. A little fishy?
1: Yeah, a little offshore banking going on here,
0: huh? It sounds a little fishy to me, but you know gotta get the money somehow, right? So why are the two different sites? Obviously, crypto is uh, not technically illegal in the UK, but it does possess a risk to breach some anti-money laundering laws. Uh, sounds very UK-ish to me. They <laughs> they want keep to keep the betting on the low. Um, but no matter what, it's not accepted by any bookmakers in the UK, so you can't use crypto to bet. And you might be thinking, why is this company uh paying these football teams in the UK to advertise cryptocurrency betting when you can't even do it in the UK? Well, if you look at their billboards, they're actually in Chinese. So there's a target audience, obviously, and they really want to tap into that uh, Chinese audience because there's so many uh, football fans in China that are looking for ways to bet, and uh, they have this cryptocurrency that they could use to stay under the radar and uh, sport bets will make even more money uh, Xi Jinping actually thinks gambling is un-Chinese and he even imposed tighter restrictions over the past couple years so Chinese are only allowed to gamble via the state lottery or uh, in a casino in one territory the territory is called Macau uh, so you might be thinking, what's next? I was thinking, what's next with football and cryptocurrency? Yeah, is Danny uh, Ings' contract from Southampton going to be in crypto coming up? You never know. You know. Maybe Danny Ings might be getting paid via Litecoin uh, <laughs> tomorrow. And I think this is a step to normalize cryptocurrency. You know, it's be, it's being used more and more readily, and it's, it's becoming more and more popular. I think if you get it into this realm, uh, normalize it a bit more, it'll grow even more and I feel like the UK would definitely have to accept it It, it's going to get a bit too popular and they're going to end up losing money I think Um, they could probably finagle some nice legislation to tax it somehow Um, I don't know how they would do that I'm not a politician so that's something they've got to think about and I think they should be in the works of doing that and football is just going to get more and more revenue I mean, it's a global audience, so all these companies are just gonna want to dive in and um, advertise, 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 and it's gonna be interesting. What do you think crypto's path is in the in the uh, world of football? You think has, there's a place for crypto in football?
1: Well, crypto in the world's not going away. It's only getting bigger and bigger, becoming more and more prevalent. I think if uh, football decides to turn a cold shoulder towards crypto, they might be losing out on some central revenue. And, you know, all these teams are complaining about how poor they are. So I, I, I think there's certainly going to be a path.
0: Hey, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe some, someday we've got Dodgecoin on somebody's uh, shirt. Maybe <laughs> hey, Manchester United sponsored by next. <laughs> to the, moon. To, to the, the moon. moon. to the moon. Thanks for tuning in to The Ball, airing every Wednesday on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify. Let's get the ball rolling. See you next week.